It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Breaking news. Auburn has let go, fired, moving on from Phil Montgomery, the offensive coordinator, now the former Auburn offensive coordinator. And a move that's really, I this isn't surprising, Daryl, but this is kind of the first domino that needed to fall now that the portal is closed and you can kind of freely uh, let go of staff without players responding and potentially leaving your program. Yeah, this is the biggest example of reading the tea leaves that I've ever seen. We've seen mm-hmm. it, felt it probably for a while. I think the obvious thing was some of the things that you free said himself about not liking game plans. And then there's the the actual proof on the field. We talked about this on the Friday show uh, on, the, on the show that dropped this morning is it, there's a decided difference when Hugh Freeze called plays as opposed to Philip Montgomery. So I think Hugh Freeze will probably go back to, you know, calling plays, but the bottom line was, I don't think he was happy with the game planning and I don't think he was happy with play calling. And at the end of the day, this was probably the most obvious move that everyone could see coming from a mile away. And it makes sense, right? I mean, I, I think we kind of had a pretty good idea that this was going to happen uh, very kind of early into the season, earlier than we would like. And this is a hire that made sense at the time. I think we were excited about what he had done at previous stops and former quarterbacks that he had worked with. For whatever reason, this just didn't really work out. The Philip Montgomery to Auburn hire didn't really work out. I don't know if it was because he didn't have the dudes that he needed to do what he wanted to do or or, or what it was. It, it sounds like he and Hugh Freeze never got on the same page, whether it was scheme or game planning or calling plays, it, it, whatever it was. Uh, and the fact that you know Hugh Freeze was calling them out at pressers, like you said, they just they never got on the same page, and that was the that was kind of the big deal of all of this. And I don't know if it's entirely on Philip Montgomery, but it doesn't really matter. He wasn't getting the job done, and he needed to go. Yeah, I don't want to have revisionist history because I loved the hire at the I time. Too. I thought it was a great hire. You get a former head coach, you get a guy that's in that same mold of some of that that new breed of, of RPO-type coaches that Hugh Freeze was a part of a while back. It's, it's just amazing to me in this day and, age of, day, and age, day and age of college football how people are getting a year. I mean, coordinators are getting a year, and if it doesn't work, and I, I know in the past that's not so much out of the ordinary, but, you know, it's it, there's no time to, to dilly-dally around. You, you do it, you cut bait, and you move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, – Again, I guess you have a whole year's body of work and data and tape and film to look at as to why you go ahead and pull the plug now. Because from a recruiting standpoint, portal stuff, all that, it all matters, especially with the spring coming up. It does. It does. So what do you think this means in regards to, I guess, the next step? You've got to be somewhat quick in replacing um, in replacing. Uh, this this position um, because they've got a one recruit. I think that's going to be a big part of what Hugh Freeze wants out of this position, which is different than a year ago. It seemed like he wanted his coordinators to be essentially head coaches and he could kind of be the, the figurehead and the CEO. And that's essentially what happened this past year. 
but you and I've talked about it before. Like Hugh Freeze has to call plays in 2024 unless they go get a stud. And there's a few guys that are standing out early to me, Daryl. Um, the the biggest is Derek Nix mm-hmm. at Ole Miss. That seems to be the name that I've heard for months, and it just hasn't gone away. So many moving parts in this because you have to choose what exactly you're looking for in an offensive coordinator. So I think we could both agree that you're not looking for somebody to be the primary play caller and game planner. So that's that's one box you can check. Now, do you want somebody who's a dynamic recruiter and you know, you're going to handle all the play calling and all the game planning as a head coach? Do you want a guy that will help you with the game planning, but you're still calling the plays? Do you get a quarterback guru as the offensive coordinator, someone like Joe Brady? I'm not mm. saying he's coming, but I mean, just using that as an example, sure. it's a quarterback developer. Um, gosh, you know, Derek Nix was a running backs coach, I believe, at Ole Miss at Ole Miss in different places. Now he's associate head coach or I don't know what his exact title is, but I've heard wonderful things about him. I heard he can recruit like crazy and I heard players love him. So that's it, it's going to be what Hugh Freeze decides he wants in a coordinator. I think he's going to change gears as to what he looked for. I think Montgomery, being a former head coach, you freeze felt like he could just turn the keys over to the Ferrari to him and worry about, like you said, being a CEO and, and focusing on recruiting. And we saw where that didn't work. It just didn't work, game planning or play calling. So I would imagine that he would pivot and go towards somebody that's just could take off some of the load that he has recruiting and meeting with recruits and freeze could focus more on game planning and play calling. Yeah. The, I texted a source and I said, names. And they said, Derek Nix, of course, the the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, Brennan Marion, who uh, is the offensive coordinator at UNLV. And they said that, that that's it. They think it's going to, if they had to take those two or the field, they would bet on it being one of those two guys. And there were, there were kind of some rumblings that Hugh Freeze pursued Nix last year and it just didn't work for whatever reason I kind of think he goes back there absolutely I felt like he did and I think we heard that Lane Kiffin got very upset about that and and raised a snake so I don't know if that deters you or not who cares if he gets upset but I think this this is a situation where you know you you leave for for a, a coordinator position maybe Auburn's able to bump his salary Maybe he, they give him different responsibilities. It's not really a lateral move from a position standpoint or a title standpoint. Maybe it is, but it makes sense. And it's the name we've been hearing kind of, you know, look, it, we're not fooling anybody. I mean, for since after the New Mexico State game, people were speculating about Philip Montgomery's future. When you start speculating about someone's future, then you better have a plan, a backup plan. You better have names, bench strengths. So names start getting thrown out. People start speculating, mm-hmm. well, then if Mont- Montgomery's going to be gone, who replaces him? Derek Nix was the first name I heard, very first one. So, And, and I yeah. heard it from s- different places, yeah. which is is telling that that conversation is going. So we'll, we'll see. And somebody asking, um, Carlos in the comments is asking, why would Derek Nix want to leave Ole Miss? Because it's not his offense. It's Lane Kiffin's offense. And I think Hugh Freeze, if it's Derek Nix, I think you can make the pitch of you're you're more okay with giving him more of the offense. I still think Hugh Freeze calls plays, but I think you can give him a larger role at Auburn. Also, Auburn can pay more 
And also, it's not Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, it's a school that's won an SEC championship since Kennedy was assassinated. Or played think, for one. Right, exactly. I think, yeah. too, you, you, you know, very, very key point that you touched on in your very first bullet point there was just because Hugh Freeze is calling plays doesn't mean he may not let um, Nick's game plan. So I know for a fact when Chip Lindsey was at Auburn and Malzahn was calling plays off and on during a particular year, Chip Lindsey was still the one that was putting in the game plan. So mm -hmm. maybe he says, look, devise us a game plan. I'll look over it and then I'll call your play. I'll call the plays within the framework of that game plan. I'm okay with that. I just, like I said, I just want the, the laminated card over Hugh Freeze's mouth because we look, Auburn looked a lot more productive. Now, does Nick's come over here and bring some plays in his bag, in his tool bag that we Auburn could incorporate into its offense? Absolutely. That may be another thing. He's got some dynamic plays that he might – I get that it's Lane's offense, but so what? I mean, he may, he may know some some pretty, you know, effective ways to use personnel, especially if you've got four receivers that are dynamic, that are freshmen, that are young, how to utilize them better. Because I always feel like Ole Miss has got good receivers that get them open. They're constantly open. They scheme them open. And that's what Auburn needs to do. And I think Nix is used to being in an offense that schemes open wide receivers. So he could bring some of that tools in the tool bag to Auburn and help with that, I think. Yeah, and it would be a promotion for Nix, too. Like, he's not the coordinator. Is he receivers? See, I didn't think he was the coordinator. That's why I was – I think it – Yeah, I thought he's he the associate head coach and wide receivers. So right. That, that's another receiver. reason. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That's good. Cause I, that's why I was wondering. I thought that was the title would be a promotion as well. Yeah. So Nick's um, started out at Southern Miss as a grad assistant, then was running backs coach, worked for the Falcons in 07 on staff, and then was at Ole Miss uh, coach running backs for a long time, 08 to 2019, and then staying at Ole Miss. Uh, moving to wide receivers in 20 and 21. And then presently he got that, uh, that bump being assistant head coach and wide receivers. So I mean, he's been around the game for a long time in the sec. So I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Uh, and it's clear that Hugh freeze likes this guy. Hugh freeze is really big on the people getting the people he wants around him because trust is a big deal to him. And of course it's a big deal to all coaches, but I do think Hugh Freeze is um, very selective as far as who he kind of puts around him, and he clearly likes he clearly likes Derek Nix. You also have to wonder, too, the way things are in college football, whether it's transfer portal or anything like that. You you don't make a move like this without really having a pretty good idea who you're going to replace them with. I think. I mean, because you, mm -hmm. you got to work quickly. You you've got the transfer portal open right now and you've got to get people signed before you know a couple of people signed that are important in February with the Ryan Williams saga. So I think that you you pull the trigger on this if you know what you're going to do or you have a pretty good idea of what your your plan of action is going to be. Now if, if it's not next that doesn't mean that Auburn maybe didn't think that they have I don't know or, or they had somebody else. But I just think you do this knowing what your next move is going to be. Uh pretty much before you go into it. And so that's why I think all this will move really, really quickly and really fluidly. And I, and I don't, and I don't, and I, and I suspect this probably won't be the last of staff changes that we hear about. It may not be the last coordinator 
move, Daryl. Um, and I don't think it'll be the last person on offense either. I, I think we're about to see a lot. A thing that I didn't really think about, and it makes total sense, but we didn't really see it last year because they replaced a full staff. But they, you're you're gonna, you're seeing this not just at Auburn, but throughout all of uh, all of college football is they don't want to let go of position coaches until the portal window closes because they don't want to fire a position coach and then the whole room enter the portal because they were attached to yeah. that coach, which, yeah. you know, I, I mean, that's just, that's the, what, that's what you have to do. So, um, I mean, I, I think we're going to see other folks. I think we're going to see other folks. So, um, Travis Taylor is asking, could this have some effect on the Judkins transfer? My gut instinct is no. No, I, um, yeah, I, but I, I don't, I don't know, know for if, sure. Yeah, and I don't know if Auburn um, is really going to pursue. It's not that you don't want a back like Judkins, you do, but you've got a really good running back room already in the three guys that are there. And then you've got only so many available funds that you need to go find a tackle, a safety, maybe a quarterback. I, you don't. You don't. I don't think that Auburn wants to spend that kind of money on one of their strongest rooms position rooms. And I love Damari Austin. I love Jeremiah Cobb. And we already know what Hunter is. Oh, I don't, I don't think that that's a, it doesn't seem like a fit to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people are saying Patrick Nix and that is not who we're talking yeah, about. It's Derek Nix. Yeah. It's not Derek Patrick. Nix. Yeah. Derek Nix. It is not Pat Nix. And I'm looking at this other, uh, this other name that we were fed. Um, Brennan. Marion. Yeah. Yeah. From UNLV. Which his quarterback's in the portal, and it's somebody that, full full disclosure, Auburn is interested in, or at least, you know, mm -hmm. kicking the tires on, the, the UNLV transfer quarterback. So he was at the the high school level from 2011 to 2014. He was uh, an off-the-field guy at Arizona State in 2015. Oklahoma Baptist at 16, went to Howard for a few years, William & Mary, Hawaii coaching receivers in 2020. Pittsburgh coaching wide receivers in 2021. In 2022, he was the passing game coordinator for Texas. And then, of course, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at UNLV this past season. So a different type of resume, spending a year pretty much everywhere, moving up consistently versus Derek Nix, who's been at Ole Miss for um, a long, long time. I think so, SEC experience matters. I do. I just – I think if you have a choice – um, I don't care if it's a young up-and-comer. I'm going to take the guy that spent seven, eight, nine years recruiting in the SEC mm -hmm. and having to win those turf wars than Pitt, Texas, Hawaii, William & Mary, Howard. I mean, I, not to, to spur – I mean, because this guy could be really good and have an up-and-coming, you know, really bright offensive mind. But if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of caution where the guy's, you know, cut his teeth in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like things are moving. It really feels like things are um, – like this weekend, I think, is going to be crazy. The Both basketball the game is yeah. Yeah, while the basketball game's going on, you can bet that there's going to be some stuff that drops. I was uh, I, I was talking with, with somebody earlier, and it's like, if I was Hugh Freeze and I was moving on from other coaches, I would drop it right at tip-off. That's what I would do. We'll see if they do it. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, but I think, I think there's a chance of quarterback news. I think there's a chance of, um, 
other transfer portal guy, possibly a receiver that comes with said quarterback. And I think I think they move on from some other coaches this weekend too. I mean, it's going to be a busy, busy weekend. It's going to be like the movie The Purge to me. I mean, this weekend is like just I feel like all this stuff's going to happen, and it's just going to be completely different. Some things are going to be turned upside down, and and I'm not saying that you know. Look, I, there's always this this whole impending doom concept with its Auburn because they got PTSD. It you Freeze knows what he's doing. If he's got to cut cut bait and cut some dead weight, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you just, you don't want to lose anybody that, that, that whole argument that you made about not only recruiting and re retaining your own players because of playing time or some of them getting their, their feelings hurt when you yell at them, which you didn't have to do before when you were a coach. Now, if their position coach leaves, they want to jump. It's crazy. You really have to navigate feelings. I mean, you, you have to be part Nick Saban, part Dr. Phil. It, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. I think that the, the, the timing of all this, you got to think it out and forecast it. And I don't wish it, it's, it's, it's not enviable to be in this position. Trust me. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. And it sounds like the last few weeks have been tough because you want to make these moves in advance in the off season, but you can't because you don't want to lose your players. So you've mm -hmm. got to wait till the, the window closes. And I think that's what happened. And it sounds like Auburn survived a lot of rumors that happened this past uh, these past few days about guys being interested in the portal. Um, sounds like Auburn kind of survived that for the most part. We'll see if anything comes out over the weekend. But um, who do you think is the biggest winner of Philip Montgomery no longer being over the offense? I think uh, whatever the quarterback room is going to look like, Okay, whomever and whatever that potential room is going to look like and the participants thereof are the biggest winners. If okay. a transfer comes in, he is. If Peyton Thorne stays and Hank Brown is backing up, you know, Thorne, he is. I think anybody that – because it's going to force Hugh Freeze to be more involved in the play calling and even maybe some of the game. I think the best – like I mentioned this morning, I think the best Peyton Thorne has looked is when Hugh Freeze called called the plays. And so any future quarterback at Auburn uh, is going to benefit from that. Now, if he doesn't get a guy like Knicks and he goes out and gets a quarterback guru or an offensive coordinator that's, you know, really, really good at developing quarterbacks, then that, that argument still holds true. Like and I keep going back to Joe Brady. I'm not saying Joe Brady is feasible. He's the Buffalo Bills offensive quarter right, coordinator right now in the NFL. But you saw what he did with Burrow and a guy like that just being a quarterback because he wasn't the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and, 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 and he didn't call plays either, and which I don't plays. think the next OC will call plays. I right. think it'll be freeze. So, but I don't know how good of a recruiter. Like, I don't think Joe Brady was that dynamic of a recruiter. And I think that Auburn definitely wants and needs, and you freeze does, somebody that's dynamic on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Yeah. If that is really you, Dylan Wade, thank you for hopping in. If that really is you. Yeah. Um. I think uh, I think the running game will be impacted, but I don't think it'll be solely because of this. Just looking at it, we talked about this a lot over the offseason. Hugh Freeds in his first year at Ole Miss and his first year at Liberty ran the football more, and then that second year it dropped off pretty tremendously. And so I do think they want to pass the ball more this upcoming season than they did a year ago just based off of those two uh, two different situations in the sample sizes of that. But Auburn's built 
to run the football still, despite having a bunch of talented true freshmen coming in. I still think the guys up front are really solid at, at, at running or at ru- paving the way for these rushing, uh, these running backs can't talk. Um, especially, you know, retaining Jarquez Hunter and Damari and Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, this is a solid, solid offense that I think could be built for running the football. So I am curious to see how that impacts it. Is he going to still choose to run the football um, or, or not? I, I don't, I'm not sure, but that's something I'm watching. I agree that, you know, Auburn to be successful, you got to have balance and Auburn's going to have to throw it more and throw it better. There's no doubt, but I also don't want to see them go away from what their strongest aspect of their team is. I think you'd, you'd be foolish to really severely cut the amount of carries that these running backs get and go away. Like, let's say, let's just say Auburn was 60-40 run to pass last year. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I wouldn't want to see it flip to 60-40 passing. I'd like to see it kind of come back to the mean and maybe you go 50-50 because you, you're going away from your strength. And anytime you do that, that's stupid. That, that's suicide. I mean, don't You've got three really good running backs and a really good offensive line that's road graders. I would run the ball to set up throwing the ball, and then that way you could be more efficient throwing the ball downfield. Otherwise, I don't know. I think you're you're playing away from your strengths. You're wasting some abilities, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna think it's Derek Nix until I'm told otherwise. And and Daryl, this is just a name that I've heard for a long time, mm-hmm. a long time from different places. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I mean, if he's been in Ole Miss that long, I mean, he's clearly got a relationship with Hugh, which is important. Uh Um, And I think Ole Miss has kind of out-recruited its weight over the last few years, or especially – when was he starting there? He was there – he started there in 08 and was running backs coach until 2019. So that's – to me, that's interesting. To me, that's interesting. So I'll – if if they put a line out on FanDuel and uh, Derek Nix wasn't the favorite, I would be surprised. Me too. It's a name that I've just – I don't know. Sometimes it's – sometimes the most obvious answer is not the one, but I think in this case we've heard too much smoke to not think there's a fire there. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. What a – I mean – I'm just curious, like if you're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator, which is happening now, unless you promote someone, which could happen. I don't think it will, but in theory it could. He's going to want to bring in some new guys, right? Like does a, is a coordinator owed that in your opinion? Um, No. Uh, the reason why, don't so? I don't think so. I think that, now you, you're very, you know, if there's maybe, maybe, maybe you compromise and say, look, here's my staff. Here's where I've looked at some areas where we need some improvement. If you want to bring in somebody else to replace this position, okay. But I don't think you need to go in and promise him that he can just have total upheaval and turn turn it the staff upside down and hire a new receivers coach, a new running back, you know, all that. And, and turn it upside down. I, I don't think you. I don't think you do that. I think the continuity and stability matters. Now, is there is there a place for maybe one position change that he could bring in his dude? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you want to go in and start making wholesale changes. Nor do you allow him or promise him to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't. I mean, if he knows Hugh that well, you just got to think they've been talking. Exactly. That's what. Yeah. 
I mean, look, let's be honest, this crap goes on that they, you know, and there's that in the, in the whole thing too, people are speculating that um, a lot of times these positions get filled this weekend at the AFCA, that coaches association meeting. But I, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe it looks that way. Maybe you come back from that and then you make the hire. But I just think that ship's already sailed and Auburn knows who their dude's going to be. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm getting so many messages right now. Sure. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to comb through like what I can say and what I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want everyone to keep in mind that under the assumption that Hugh Freeze is calling plays in 2024, every hire on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball outside of defensive coordinator is made for recruiting. I'm going to say that again. Every offensive coaching staff member, including offensive coordinator, assuming Hugh Freeze is calling the plays in 2024, it's all about recruiting. It's all about talent acquisition. We've seen what Hugh Freeze can do in these games where he really puts all of his chips into the uh, the center of the table, which I'm going to say was Ole Miss, Georgia, and Alabama. And those rosters were so much more talented than what Auburn fielded uh, this past season. And Auburn's going to close the gap a little bit this upcoming year, and then it's going to take a big jump when all these kids go from freshmen to sophomores the following season. And to me, I think that's when it gets really, really interesting when you have Hugh Freeze calling plays with these guys. And he knows that. I think he's confident in his ability to call plays. And so just keep in mind, like, it was really hard for him to not call plays this past season. And I just think that shift is going to be pretty dramatic, Daryl. I really, really believe that. Yeah, I hope that's the case. I, I really hope that he was dying to call plays, but felt like he couldn't because his attentions and his uh, had to be other, uh, you know, somewhere else. I think ultimately any head coach like that has a goal of maybe mentoring and having somebody be the understudy and kind of getting a feel after two or three years as to what kind of plays you like, what kind of plays you call in certain situations, and then eventually turning it over to that person when they are a little bit of a mini me for you and they know you guys are on the same page and they call plays like you do. Uh, that that needs to happen, I think, at some point. And, and that's what the goal is of, of most coaches. But I just think, you know, there's a lot of coaches that are either defensive coordinators at heart or offensive coordinators at heart that just call, they do that the rest of their tenure. They play, they call plays and they say, that's what I'm doing because I'm the head coach. So uh, I don't know. I, I, it's a good point. And I think that um, the recruiting aspect of it at some point Recruiting never goes away, but at some point it shifts to we've got the dudes now. We've got the Jimmy and Joes. We need to focus on the X's and O's. And when that happens, you, you just need to have somebody that, that is on the same page as you as far as game planning, play calling, schemes, all that stuff. Because right. when it's not, it's dysfunctional. Yeah. All right, and folks, are, yeah, there's more folks now reporting this, but Liberty wide receiver C.J. Daniels is, is on campus. I think all of these things are related, Daryl. I think uh, I think a lot of these relationships are about to matter a ton. And I think there are certain things that these players want, and I think they want to play for Hugh Freeze in his offense. And I, I think that is a crucial part of this. It's what the fans want. It's what the players want. It's one of the 
more appealing reasons of why Hugh Freeze is such a good coach. And yes, he's so personal, personable and, and players love playing for him and coming to play for him because of the relationships he built. But he is a dang good play caller and really, really good at uh, crafting game plans. And we need more of it. We need more of that in 2024. And, and I'm hoping that this um, this becomes part of it. C.J. Daniels being on campus, I know that a lot of people it, it kind of perked up about two hours ago when Talia Tungavaloa went into the transfer portal. This is a guy that Auburn was reported to look at last year. You know, there's there's automatically speculation that he'd be linked to Miami because his brother plays there. He does need a waiver. Um, that got clarification on that. His own head coach, Mike Loxley, said that he needed a waiver because he played five games for Alabama in 2019. So, you know, does that does that become the guy that Auburn was waiting for to get in the portal all along and it's why they slow played some any other quarterbacks? I don't know. It's intriguing to think about and it's just, you know, it's it's just something that's out there to kind of ponder. Mhm. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I'm curious and hopefully we don't ever know the answer to this. But waiting until the portal closed to, to make coaching decisions. I am curious to see how that impacts the team. And hopefully we never know that. Hopefully we never know that. And you may see players tweet things or whatever. And that's kind of them tipping their hat, saying they're upset that the guy that brought him here, the guy they formed a close relationship with is gone. That's okay. You can certainly feel that. You can certainly, certainly feel that. Um, but I, I, I am curious. I am curious to see if there is any fallout from that. I mean, this is a new era of college football. This is all so new. Um, so, I mean, we don't fully know like what the, what the dominoes or the ripple effect may look like from that. It's so new because not only is all these different moving parts, we, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was no social, social media to figure out how these kids were feeling. Sure. You never knew unless you were a close confidant or a friend, you would never, you never knew they were upset. Now they have the opportunity to wear their heart on their sleeves and put it out there on social media for the world to see. So that's why people don't need to overreact. It's not that these that 20 years ago, these same kids had kids like this had the same feelings that these kids have when a position coach or a coordinator got fired. It's just that now it's more visible um, because of, of the instant communication and social media. So, yeah, when you when you when you are a player and a coach brings you along or recruits you, it's tough. And you typically see guys wanting to follow those guys to wherever they go, but you don't know where Philip Montgomery is going to end up. And there's just no time for that. So you got to just got to shake it off and get ready to get back to work for the spring. Yeah. I um. Do you think, do you think if it is Derek Nix or Brennan Marion and a few people have asked, I think that are joining late. Um, who do you want to be OC? Right now, my answer is I, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer like who I want. I really want Hugh Freeze to be the OC, if I'm being honest with you. But I believe Derek Nix will be the guy for folks who are joining us um, a little later in the show since we started talking about that. I, I think Derek Nix will be Auburn's next offensive coordinator. That's my bet. I'm not reporting anything, but that is my bet. And I will. I do think it'll be interesting if he's just the OC. If or whoever, whoever gets hired to be the OC. Like, is he just the offensive coordinator, or do they potentially give him a position group as well? Do they name him associate head coach or, like, co-offensive coordinator? or so, like, I'm, I'm curious to see what the full title is. 
The good thing is you don't have to give him a position group right now because you're replacing an offensive coordinator, and that's the title that's available. So it's not like you have to give him a position to coach. You could just make him offensive coordinator to replace the offensive coordinator like Philip Montgomery did. Now, you know, if something happens and there's more staff changes in the next few days, then maybe that changes and maybe he does coach a position group. But as it is right now, you know, he can just come here and be the OC. It's a one-for-one type situation. Yeah, I am. Um, ideally, ideally, I think everybody's in agreement. Everyone wants Hugh Freeze to call plays. And I think that's going to limit you as far as who can you go out and get to be your offensive coordinator. And Derek Nix is perfect. It makes sense because he hasn't been an OC. It's a promotion. It's working for a guy he's worked with before and knows really well. And he knows how, like, the emphasis that he puts on recruiting. Because you and I did hear stories about, like, it's not that they were unwilling, but I do think they were shocked of, like, how much they've been pushed to go recruit and the effort that they were putting in just because they weren't doing it at their previous places or here, the folks that were retained. And Derek Nix knows what that expectation is. Like, I think that's valuable, too. He also has worked for a head coach that calls plays. So, you know, with, with coaching under Lane Kiffin. So he's good, used to that dynamic. It's not an ego thing. He can push his ego aside and not say, hey, I want to be the primary play caller. You know, that, that's that's something he's familiar with already. Maybe he gets to that point. Like I said, after a few years under Hughes' wing or tutelage, we'll see. But he's, he's used to – there's a comfort zone there that I think you can't underestimate. You cannot underestimate when you're used to working with someone and you've been with them before that, that you know, that comfort value. Yeah, what do um? I haven't heard this name linked at all, but what are your thoughts on Damian Craig? I've heard it. Um, I don't know if you hire a Damian Craig, then all you're doing is hiring for a name, for a wow factor, and for the recruiting aspect. From an X's and O's, you know, I know he coaches receivers. He's coached receivers, and I know he coached receivers at Auburn in the past. But I think if you hire a Damian Craig then you're truly just getting a name and somebody that you're putting up there as a standard bearer for recruiting. And maybe that's what Auburn needs. Maybe that's what Hugh Freeze is looking for. He's like, I'm, you're not going to game plan. You're not going to play call. I'm handling all that. Just recruit and get me dudes. And then he Man. would be an offensive coordinator and name only. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I'm looking, everyone is saying Derek Nix. Everybody. There has to be something to that. I mean, I just – that's how and I think. this the name you and I heard a long time ago? I mean, there, there – Somebody are- asked me three weeks ago on X, point blank, they tagged me and said, Daryl, who would you want? And I said, Derek Nix. I mean, that's – you know, and that was what I, re- I really – and I last year I wanted him to come to Auburn. I thought that would have been a good get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I do think in hindsight it makes sense why they did what they did a year ago. And I mm-hmm. want to stress, so many people are talking about like how they hated the Montgomery hire, and it's like we didn't see a lot of that. There weren't many people mm-hmm. speaking out against the Montgomery hire. And like what I said at the top of the show, for for whatever reason, it didn't work. Whether he was used to working with a different type of quarterback or a different type of roster makeup or couldn't adapt to the SEC, I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like, I don't think Philip Montgomery is a bad coach and his players don't either. His players like him. All the ones that I've talked to since the season ended, they all like him. 
um, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And it, it, it was probably, maybe that's on freeze to some extent because it sounded like there would be times where he wanted to be all in, then times where he'd be hands off. And it was probably tough to operate with that, but who cares? Like your job is to, to help your head coach win. You need to do what the head coach says. So I, I mean, the writing was on the wall for forever. Um, I, this is, I mean, this is the right move. I didn't hate the Montgomery hire a year ago. It's just, it didn't work out. It didn't work right. out and uh, it's time to move on. And that's what coach freeze did. Yeah. It made sense. A lot of sense last year to me when he hired Philip Montgomery and I loved the hire back then, but sometimes you don't know how something is going to work until you actually put it into play. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's how you can tell whether it's going to be successful or not. You use it, you try it. Oh, it doesn't. You adjust, you pivot and you move on to something else. Credit for you, Freeze, for being that decisive. Mm -hmm. What do you anticipate the timeline being for them bringing in a new offensive coordinator? Or do you think they will make other staff changes first and then hire people? I think they'll make other staff changes first, and then you'll start seeing the hires announced. I think that um, – How many yeah. current guys that are on staff, not counting Phil Montgomery, do you think are let go over the weekend? I'm going to go with two more. That's conservative, but I think two more at least. Is one Ron Roberts? Yes. And then a position coach? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, that's probably my guess too. Yeah. That's probably my guess too. Um, all right, any thoughts, takes, or questions in the live chat? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll hang on for a few more minutes, talk about what you guys want us to talk about because it's a crazy, crazy time. Um, if Auburn lands CJ Daniels, I think that sends a message, and I think the receiving room gets way better, Daryl. I just had somebody text me. I just had somebody text me who I trust that said, you know, what about Dell McGee? Um, somebody who is, you know, talk about yeah, talk about emphasizing um, recruiting, right? Because he's not a he's not a coordinator. He's a position coach, and if you bring him and give him an offensive coordinator position, um, you know, does that change former player at Auburn that kind of thing? I don't know. You know, that name has been floated around for years. It was always years. such wishful thinking, you know. Yeah. For during both head coaching searches, people brought him up to be like yeah. head coach. Eh, yeah. I don't know about yeah. that. But yeah. I'd love to I'd love for him to be part of the staff. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um what side of the ball is position coaching? I, I just think I just think there's gonna be a position coach that's changed. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think um I don't think you can replace a coordinator and not replace at least one position coach. I, I disagree with Daryl a little bit. I asked Daryl earlier in the show, is an off is an offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator owned owed a hire? And I think I think they are to some extent. I think they are. And Daryl, you added the caveat that it might depend. Um, but I, I mean Derek Nix is a guy who's been at Ole Miss for a long time. I mean, he probably loves it there. So mm -hmm. I hope he does, or else that'd be really sad for him. But I think uh, I think he's owed a hire. I think he's owed to, to bring in a guy. And so um, I'm sure if, if he is the dude, if he is Auburn's next offensive coordinator, he and Hugh Freeze will talk about that. And that'll probably be part of the formal interview process as far as, you know, what's my staff going to look like? What kind of say do I have on the offensive side of the ball? And that'll be discussed. That'll be discussed. So, 
Yeah, you know, you, you might, he may have, you Freeze may bring somebody in and say, here's my thoughts on who I think we need to replace or upgrade or get stronger. How about you give me feedback on who, who you think that should be? So that's different than owing him an automatic check. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you Freeze made that decision before that dude even got there, but then you let him be part of the process on who you replace that position coach with. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to compromise. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Uh, all right. Any more questions? Any more questions? CJ Daniels is the player in the portal I'm watching the most this weekend. Um, that could potentially change depending on a few things. Anyone hearing anything on T-Rob? I have not heard anything on T-Rob. Have you heard anything on T-Rob? You know, he hadn't signed his contract extension in Alabama. He's another name besides Del McGee that everybody links to. It's either Will Muschamp for the fifth time to come back to Auburn, Del McGee, or Traverius <laughs> Robinson. I mean, you, that, that's, that's like the Auburn way. That's that's which the names you hear all the time, period. And no, Gene Chizik's not coming back to coach defense at Auburn because he got fired at North Carolina. People need to quit with that narrative, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, you think Gus will be the OC? Like, <laughs> yeah, and Tuberville's going to leave his being a senator and come to be the defensive coordinator too, right? It's right up yeah. there. Yeah, uh, he can do both. He can do both. It'd be That's great. Right. He can do anything. He can do anything. Um, there's been a few questions about AJ Harris. I do not believe Auburn will land AJ Harris currently. Uh, of course, a lot can change. The transfer portal is so fluid. It's so fluid. But as of right now, as we record or do this live, I, I don't think AJ Harris will be an Auburn Tiger. Do yeah, I, don't that? So. I agree. Okay. I think they've moved on. Okay. Um. All right. Cool. Daryl, thanks for hopping on. Kind of hey, an emergency, uh, emergency show. Enjoyed it. I love doing that. It's always fun when news breaks. Yeah. I. Uh, there will be lots of news, I think, this weekend. So we'll see when we can go live and when we can. Yeah, I mean, we'll be, I'll be locked in tomorrow anyway at home watching the basketball game, so we may have to do some stuff. And maybe another doubleheader like it was last Saturday with uh, Locked on Auburn live shows. Yeah, let's um, – yeah, I mean, there's just articles coming out, Derek Nix being the favorite. So um, at this point, I'd be actually surprised if it wasn't, if it wasn't Derek Nix. So, uh, cool. Did I miss the Batty conversation? We didn't talk a whole lot about Brian Batty entering the portal. Um, I wish him the best of luck. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot. He's our number three running back, maybe number four. I think Cobb's probably better than him. So, um, yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Yes, we should hire Jimbo Fisher. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be great. I'm sure he's itching to get back into a coordinator job. All that money. Sure. All right, Daryl, thanks for hanging out, buddy. And uh, thank you all for tuning in to this live edition of Locked on Auburn. Please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel. Would really, really appreciate that. And we'll uh, we'll be back uh, possibly multiple times this weekend. So, uh, yeah, be sure to click subscribe and um, follow along with what we're doing. But thank you guys so much. We'll talk soon. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.